I speak with my inside voice when I'm inside. I was taught well, like a good blood red fashioned American. And welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the Creatively Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You're a dirty, stinking secret keeper, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who needs to be given gin from a straw to dull the pain. It's Mark. Hey, guys. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, we watched 1968's Rosemary's Baby, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the shit out of it, but that movie came out so long ago, so that's probably not too big a deal here. For those of you familiar with our Cracker Jack operation, we'd ask that you take a minute to like, rate, and review the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen to this to. Uh, may not seem like much, but believe it or not, it actually really does help, especially the reviews. So now, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Say, Jake. Say, Jack. <laughs> what are your beers for these fears? I got a big old bomber. I'm going to tell you all about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking at it. it you've yeah. poured me a little bit of it, too. It's a hefty dark ale of some variety. It's a barrel-aged imperial stout. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Bourbon barrel. Yeah, um, there you go. As is typical, I would say. 12% by Heretic Brewing. This is a pretty good one. This is called Incubus, and I think that this makes a lot of sense considering Not what this movie's about. It's Incubus. Well, there Incubus. aren't any succubi in this, so. Yeah. Or there, incubi. There is. There aren't. There's a demon that impregnates a woman. There's the devil. He's a demon. He's the, a king the devil. demon. Is, is the devil a demon? I, I'd say so. A.C. <laughs> Horror coming at you with fucking religious also, they Also, they call him the devil, but he might just be some bu- bushy, fucking horn-tailed incubus. Uh, I think at that point by he'd the be the king king it's the devil. Hey, yeah. See? <laughs> this is a good beer. Come on. It's great. Well, I'm excited to try it. And it tastes great, too, I can confirm. But my beer choice disagrees with your beer choice, because I got Apocalypse IPA because by reincarnating the devil, by making a woman give birth to his son, they have brought about the apocalypse. And I think the original movie, that's how it's supposed to end, like when she goes over to cradle him and starts smiling. We're spoiling it already, see? Um, It's supposed to be like the end of days. The devil's back, and uh, it's uh, apocalyptic Bible shit. Because she got seeded by the incubus. Exactly. It's not an incubus. Could I ask you to clarify why that means you're disagreeing with his beer? Oh, because an incub- giving birth to an incubus would not cause the apocalypse. Only giving birth to the literal devil, I think. I thought the incubus was the demon, not the... Uh, yeah. I have yes. almost five PhDs in religious studies. Mark, the, you're, making, you're making yourself sound so much stupider right now. <laughs> I, thought I definitely learned a... stuff about religion that wasn't from the Rugrats. I so... thought incubus was a band from the 1990s. Is that not it? Oh, Christ. I want to yes and you, but it was too abrupt. I can't. I can't. Mark, I'm not, I'm not what's your there. beer? I'm not even going to touch it. Uh, I am drinking Mama's Milk Imperial Stout from Vernal Brewing Company here in Utah. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it's a good one. It's almost as good as Incubus. Oh, God. Nearly good. I gave you some of this beer, and you're fucking... Uh, I gotta say, the worst part about... (laughs) I know how this game's supposed to work. The worst part about the way we record this is that I have to look at your guys' beer selections, and that barrel-aged stout looks wonderful. (laughs) It does look pretty goddamn good. It's quite good. I'm just over here drinking out of a can like a pleb. (laughs) Solid. Um, I think Mark wins. I think it has to be Mark that wins. You've done a terrible job, Jake. Agreed. I, I'm taking this beer back. You realize this. Oh, no, no. You can't. Have How it. are you telling oh. me I bring you beer that's good? I do appreciate Good, that. expensive, yeah. wax top beer, and yeah. you tell me I do a terrible job when it's objectively correct? Well, look. Here. Here, buddy. 
Oh, thanks for the Rainier, Jack. Yeah, thanks. Always. Yeah, you got it. He's wheeling and dealing. Oh, now we're even we're in Mark even, yeah. Jake, I gotta tell you, I think I think you won that exchange. You you traded half a bottle of a barrel aged stout for a Rainier, and yeah, you're getting your vitamin R for the day. <sighs> Ooh, and I just had a sip of the barrel aged stout, and it is hefty. It's delicious. Yep. Yeah. Very very good. Now, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we would dive into what's been rocking our horror worlds, but this episode is going to drop near the first of the month, so we had better do the horror release roundup, or HRR. It's actually up this time, too, on the website. Hey, what you do can you know get about there? that? Oh. <laughs> is it presently up? Have you done that yet? Uh, yes. Let's say yes. I have. By the time you hear this, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, and it is up. It is up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can promise. The horror release roundup is where we collect all the trailers of horror movies coming out that we can find over the course of the next month. And over at the website, we'll kick you the full list and a little blurb about each of them. Sometimes it's kind of funny. But here on the podcast, we're just going to hit you with like a top one, bottom one, a dark horse pick, and sometimes other standouts too. I got to tell you what, I was not expecting February to be so deep after January had like five fucking titles. It comes and goes well, in ways, Well, at some point, man. it's got to pick up, man. It's yeah. got to pick up at some point. Yeah, exactly. A lot of festival films are hitting availability this month to the general Yeah, public. I mean, The Lodge came out in January, right? Came out almost as we record this. Came out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and that's supposed to be like the big, people are saying it's like hereditary. It's the big hitter. Sure it is. Horror-wise from this year's Sundance Festival. I, I don't know how it is. I should really start obviously. going to that Sundance Film Festival that's like across the street from my house. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you could have met up with friend of the podcast, Lars. He was there. Oh, I could have. It's such a shit show to go to Sundance, you guys. I need you to understand that. No one in Salt Lake <laughs> likes Sundance. It's awful. Boys, we want to start with the top one, a bottom one, or a dark horse pick this month. Don't care. Roll a dice. All right. Let's start with the dark horse. Let's start squarely in Ooh. the middle where everybody wants to start. Say, sure. Mark, what's your dark horse pick? Well, I the last one coming out this month is one that I thought deserved the dark horse moniker. I uh, gave it to The Unseen, which is weird looking, but apparently so there's this guy. He's, I don't know. His, his daughter's in trouble or something, but he's disappeared figuratively from her life because he's disappearing literally from existence. See what it did there? He has. I don't know if that's a because, but okay. He has some type of curse that's turning him gradually invisible, and like the effects on it are going to be what they are. I think they actually look pretty good for the level of quality that, I mean, this movie looks surprisingly good for an indie Yeah, movie. okay, I'm going to sure. jump in here too. Sure. I picked this is my dark horse as well. Okay. I think most of the invisibility effects, like random parts of his body, seem to be turning invisible. Like, part of his skull's just missing Well, and they do kind of gruesomely, and too. Yeah. Not, they're not just, like, missing. They're, like, no, they're, being removed. Yeah. But I think that looks largely practical, and I think it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I do hope that they don't really linger on, like, this being a metaphor of some type of, like, disappearing from his daughter's life, and they're just like, yep, he's turning invisible. How crazy is that? And then just it'll deliver be like, a story. It'll be like the monster. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they go a little deeper than that, too. I, I will say that this says it's, like, unbreakable for a new generation, and I saw exactly zero ways in which this is, like, unbreakable. Well, I think because they're just saying that it's, movie. like, this is technically framed as, like, some type of superpower. You know, historically, you'd have the Invisible Man or whatever in one of the... The Invisible Man is a story, and it's not a superhero story. He was in the League it's of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Invisibility is a superpower, Jack. That wasn't the Invisible Man. That was an Invisible Man sometimes. There was uh, Sue Storm can turn invisible. She's in the Fantastic Four. Okay. Yep. Invisibility I'm not is saying a it's superpower. not a superpower. I'm saying the Invisible Man, the original story, and then later I think a movie, two movies actually, is not a superhero. Hollow Man. Story. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me that Kevin Bacon is not a superhero? Because you're wrong. 
sir. <laughs> he certainly has superpowers. Uh, he's powers. a super villain in one of those X-Men films. Well, that's true. I'm, we're just talking about Hollow Man, though. And if you keep if you keep talking shit, I'm going to make us watch Hollow Man on the next draft. So, fine. You know what? It's better than a movie I watched last week. <laughs> so, <laughs> but not it by actually much. is. And it will, well, it wasn't even my lost bet that I watched last week, to be clear. A little spoiler for next week's Rocking Horror World. <laughs> there we have it. Uh, <laughs> the Unseen comes out at the end of the month on the 26th. It looks like it could surprise us and be really good. I don't. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I mean, it could be. The, the reason it's a dark horse is because it could fall all the way apart immediately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it looks pretty fucking cool. Jake, what's your dark horse pick? Well, Mark kind of posed his as one that looks weird, and you posed it as something that looks like it could fall apart immediately. So I, mine's kind of like that, too. That's okay. why it's a dark horse pick, right? I went with Piercing. Okay. Remind me. Piercing is a movie that looks like a whole hell of a lot of weird things. There's, like, sadomasochism in it. It's very sexual. Yeah. A lot of very trippy, drug-induced craziness. There's murder going. <laughs> yeah, this looks There okay. is a lot. And I think it could come together and be, like, a really weird spectacle that is somehow strangely enjoyable. Or it could be a gigantic pile of shit that you can't make heads or tails of. I don't know which, and frankly, <laughs> I don't care. I just want someone to watch it so we can find out. Yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll tell you what concerned me about this trailer. There's, like you said, a lot of this kind of like sexual horror, boundary pushing, sadomasochism. Sure. Playing all sorts of weird stuff. Seems to be I that. Just about, call it halfway Tuesday through night. That, <laughs> about halfway through that montage, there's like a screaming infant. And There's it, a lot of weird shit in this trailer. Yeah, but all the weird shit has the same vibe until that screaming infant. That's like, well, that doesn't. It's I don't. Pr- that's probably uh, just I think an you're LSD framing sequence. it wrong. The screaming infant is is not screaming at all. It's speaking to the man in a grown up voice. The dulcet. Tones. Okay, either yeah. way, it doesn't fit the tone. Jack Still. just Jack just thinks about infants and how they scream. Uh, that makes a lot of it. sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is this has Dark Horse written all over it. Everything about this movie just oozes Dark Horseism. I'm going to jump the gun here a little all bit right. and just say I think this movie has top of the month written all over it cuz I picked it for my top one. That's Whoa. a hell of a weird all top. All right. Of the... How? Damn. Mark picked this movie. I Piercing. think that this movie if this movie is anything like its trailer, it's going to have style, man. It's Well, yeah. I am well, it's going to be totally inconsistent. <laughs> this is If it's like its trailer. This is not my genre. The whole like murder box fishbowl episode of a of a movie. I don't episode, like those. the murder box fishbowl episode of a movie. Yeah, you know what? Like yeah. there aren't that many yeah. sets. <laughs> Right, you're trapped in a very confined space, and you're basically just—it's—it's it's close to torture porn, that type of thing. Like, I'm not really into that type of thing, but the way they frame this and cut it, and like the, with the backing music, because the music in this trailer is like really fun. It's like this old doo-woppy thing. I—it I, just—it clicked with me in my brain. I think it looks phenomenally good, and I didn't see it coming at all. And I—I was—I'm smitten. Is what it is. You need to watch it. Wow. Well, I, yeah, I, you definitely that's the thing is I watch, I'm sure you I will. watch all my like top ones. 50. Okay, I cannot wait to hear how this goes. Yeah. Well, you will. I'm, Give I'm it very three excited months. about this, too. It's an interesting pick. It's a bold pick, Mark. Yeah, that's one of the more bold ones I I've am seen. nothing yeah. in a top bold. one. <laughs> <laughs> I picked a little film called Darkness Visible as my top one. The one out of India. Yeah, this is an yeah. Indian horror film. It's um, it, it appears to be filmed in English, though, largely. Like, it's not dubbed or anything. It's just... English. It's at the other side of the is, door type yes. of situation. I mean, English yes. is a primary language in India. Yes. Right? So it's not surprising, but but some of these kind of... Worth noting. Yeah, worth noting. Sure. I can't get over the cinematography in this trailer. It looks fucking beautiful, and the use of color is striking. I mean, that's 
I don't want to stereotype, but that feels right for a movie in India. <laughs> okay. India is yeah. a very colorful place. There are a lot of colors. That whole country is an explosion of color. And it's hard to tell what's going on in this trailer, right? Like, I don't even really know what the basic plot of this movie is. Follows a guy. There's some family stuff going on. He's getting haunted by colors. It, like, who, who the fuck knows what's happening? Guy. It follows a guy. Like, I don't know. Do you want to do a better job summarizing the plot? No. Yeah. That's your job, See? man. <laughs> the movie we watched this week follows a guy too, and for w- not really, and for whatever reason, it does, this movie is just ter- looks terrifying to me. This looks like it has potential to be one of the scarier films of the year. That's interesting. I, okay. I, I got to tell you, normally I don't really care what top one you pick because I know you're not going to watch it. I really, really, really want you to watch this and way back in because this is uh, this is in the running for Dark Horse for me as well. Like I just don't know how this is going to be. And if it's yeah, anything like stoked. the other side of the door was, then I mean, woof. But yikes! You know, yeah, I'd love I'm to start seeing be. some talent come out of India. It'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am really stoked for it. I think it looks beautiful, and I think it looks exciting and scary. Jake, what is your top one? Yes, I went with the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot, which should be called <laughs> the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. I kind of like it being clunkier. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to it's say such either a way. Weird name. It's hard to say either way, but it's very pleasing to say either way. Yeah. When you hear that name, you're like, this is probably going to be dog shit, but I'm interested because what the fuck? This movie is not going to be dog shit. This movie, when you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, this is actually <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. This movie's going know. to be amazing. I didn't know anything about this other than the title existed before I watched the trailer. And you got Sam Ellie, you got Ron Livingston. Like, there's a lot going on here. And I don't know how it's stringing its narrative together. I don't really care. Yeah. I just think it's going to be cool and I'm going to watch it. So I there mean, you go. What, what's the premise of this movie? Like, Sam Elliott is some kind of like He's an old war, war hero. hero. Yeah, yeah. He killed Hitler. And, and he's a super badass. Now he's and, older. And now obviously. they need him to go kill Bigfoot. And so it's just like sweeping Canadian vistas, beautiful mountains, and... The Bigfoot. Yeah, what the, Bigfoot. What the fuck, man? Why Canada? Because they say he's going to Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. I glossed over that part because they were just... <laughs> it was enthralling. And then Sam Elliott being a, just a fucking badass and just slaying. Yeah. This is everything I'm interested in. It's going to be cool. Except yeah. I'm on I have a board. question. Is it going to be a horror movie? I'm very confused as to why this has been getting tagged with It's probably going to be a horror movie in the sense that like some of these recent action films are adopted in the genre. I could see this being like, uh, what's that one with Dolph recently? Um, don't kill the one it. Where he's like a ghost hunter. Don't kill it. Yeah. I can How see did it you like remember that. that? Wow, I'm very impressed with you right yeah. now. Yeah. I watched that movie and I couldn't remember the title. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It just I I have that in my brain. I can see it being like that. That's not. I mean, it's kind of a horror movie because there's subject matter related to it. More action though. Yeah. This is that. This is gonna be that. Sure. It's gonna be that. Like the mummy. So you the put Bigfoot mummy. in your movie and all of a sudden it's horror. Yes, Mark. Okay. That's how it goes. Cool. Cryptids. Cryptids are horror. I think Dick. we should make like just a straight up rom com, and then in like one scene in the background, we have Bigfoot, and we call it. And like, it's a horror movie. Boom. Done. Yeah. Did it. Bam. Cool. It'd be a better Valentine's Day take than another movie that's coming out this month. Ayo. Which one's that? Let's talk about our bottom ones. Oh shit. Okay. I serve it up to you. Yeah. The dick yeah, high dinger wow. sauce, I and you whiff. I whiff. We've got You throw. Bunt. I got excited about what you were saying. You throw a bunt. I got at the excited dick high about sauce. what you were saying. You I throw forgot a we were doing a podcast. You just whiffed on a bunt. I forgot we were doing. You're too engrossing. I forgot we were doing a podcast. That's two weeks in a row that I think we've established that Jack does not how to swing at does not know how to swing at dick high dinger sauce. Yeah, you got to throw me curveballs. That's what I know how to hit. Talk about your little bottom one, Jack. Okay. There are some contenders for the bottom one this month. And <laughs> I think uniquely, this is a month where all three of us had different top ones, different dark horses, and different bottom ones, if I'm Yay. not mistaken. You and I had the same pick. dark horse, but yeah, other than that, you're right. Oh, right. Shit. Okay, except for the part where I just said I was wrong. Uh, I think I'm right about that. 
<laughs> look, what a Rubik's look cube if you don't swing was. at the dick high dinger sauce, you're not going to bat a thousand, Jack. Look, it's it's uh, it's pretty hard to do this. I picked a little movie called Down. Nice vamping. Remind Continue me, to talk about Down. Yeah. Remind me which one Down is. This is the Valentine's Day one that's a copy is of it? a better movie, Devil. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. This is the one that a few weeks ago, you guys told me these fucking Hulu anthology horror movies aren't holiday dependent, and here comes a Valentine's Day one. I didn't say shit. Don't look at me. No, I haven't seen any of them. I know. I said they should be. You hitched your dumbass wagon to that dumbass horse. Hey, dumb runs fast, okay? (laughs) So this is, what, uh, a man and a woman getting stuck on an elevator. Yes. Yeah, but it's during during the perfect storm of holiday weekends. Holy shit. Okay, so this is, like, (laughs) (laughs) President's Day and Valentine's Day falling on the same weekend, It's the way in which 2019 happens, where Valentine's Day is on a Thursday and President's Day is a Monday, so typically you get... Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but apparently because Valentine's Day is on a Thursday, they just take that day and Friday off too. Who the fuck gets Valentine's no Day one. off? And who? Okay, they walk into the elevator. They don't know each other. The man says, oh, "Valentine's Day and Presidents Day, the perfect storm, huh?" That, you get off that elevator. That guy's a fucking serial killer. Nobody's ever there. said that before. They're gonna be in there for five days together. Emotions will run high and low, and eventually they'll plow. I'm sure they will, but that doesn't mean they. you should say that to start with. You, nobody's ever said that's the perfect storm. Hey, man, it's probably a tech company. doesn't know how to handle it when he sees a pretty lady. He, just, he, he, he looks like a finance just, bro. He, he goes know. back into his he corner like and he a, starts writing he could be his a tech. He could be a tech kid, man. You don't know. <laughs> it looks bad, boys. Well, I mean, their problem movie... is they need to establish a pee corner almost immediately, and I really doubt that they do that. Sure. They almost certainly didn't. Also, Devil exists, and it's a pretty goddamn good movie. Devil's fun. Go watch Devil instead. The Devil is not fun, Jack. <laughs> yeah, that is a very misleadingly named movie. The Devil's an incubus, Jack. No. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's a king. You've ruined all this. You, you have ruined this one. I don't like the eyebrow thing you're doing at me right now. <laughs> I don't like it. Mark, what's your bottom one pick? I went with St. Agatha. ending on a down note, too. I went with St. Agatha, which is a quote-unquote nunsploitation movie. Yeah, bring it back, baby. Woo! Okay. You seem to be a defender of this term, so go it ahead exists. and defend it for me. What the fuck is nunsploitation? It's not, it's not about defending it. It's about the, it's a thing that exists, apparently. I mean, it's before our time, man. We're showing our age here. We're not that old. Nunsploitation is a thing. I mean, it's an exploitation movie focused on nuns. That happens. Happened. Okay. Does it, well, does it, it, I mean, it's happened like four times, yeah, maybe? Exactly. Ah, I believe more. I believe more. more? Okay. Yeah. okay. I don't have the... I don't have the you knowledge. You have the hard data? No, but I believe that there was a thing, and that's the reason. I mean, I definitely heard nunsploitation well before this movie crept across the little viewing plane. But that doesn't make it eyeballs. correct. Uh, it does, you'll find. There's like there's like oh, a good. big nunsploitation yeah. lobby at a, in work here that's, yeah. that's trying yeah. to get their brand out there. Nunsploitation is a real I've thing. I've just Googled it, and three movies came up. Nunsploitation is a real thing. Okay, fine. Well, four, including this one. <laughs> so we are shockingly close. In any case... <laughs> Uh, nunsploitation, if it is a thing, is not something that works for me. I don't, it doesn't resonate at all. So, like, literally the only thing that looks remotely interesting to me in this trailer is the dude in the weird ski mask thing hopping up. And I doubt he's even, like, or she is even, like, a main character. The entity is, like, probably in that thing for two scenes. We need to revisit this. Yeah, update. I've now put down the Wikipedia page for nunsploitation, and there are... So many movies, I'm having trouble yeah, scrolling through the them all. in the 70s, during the exploitation era, there are so many. 
There are it's more real. than 30 movies. I think I need to it's do real. a deep dive on just like movie exploitation culture because all of that is just over my head and I don't understand it. Mark's uh, Horror Resolution 2020. <laughs> get, get, into into, get into the various subgenres <laughs> of exploitation. Yeah. Just Mark's going to be put exploitation on some watch lists in 2019. 2020. <laughs> it's not his resolution this year. Oh, got it. He's just gearing up. He's got to get. He's got to get all heated. I got to do some research. You gotta work himself right, Mark, into a what full. What looks shitty ladder. about this movie? Non exploitation aside. Honestly, no. I mean, that's mostly it. Is it just like straight up does not resonate with me? It doesn't look scary. It's not a topic of conversation that I want to participate in. It's just like there's this girl in a coven, a, a covenant, not a coven. Different things. <laughs> coven, convent. Coven sounds like oven, man. There's too many words that are similar to other words. It's this girl in a convent. Coven's gonna come up later today. Who coven. is haunted, and the nuns won't let her leave because once. You're there. You're there to. St- I don't know. It just. I don't know. I'm. I don't find it interesting. I don't want to see this. Sure. I don't either. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm not excited about this movie. To be clear. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound great. Good, Jake. What's Who's your left? bottom one? Oh, the mermaid one, Jack. Really? Yeah. The mermaid. The mermaid. Lake of the Dead. So I was pretty close to picking Gollum because. Uh, I think both of those look good, but okay. I don't really. I there this one I, I has. I will say Gollum. We've been talking for a while about why there aren't more Jewish horror movies. Sure, Gollum's fucking doing it. I man. saw That's... I saw Demon, and I was plenty okay with that one just existing and filling that void in my life. That movie's great. Go watch Demon. Sure, that movie's rocks. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it didn't look that great to me, but then the trailer here. There was such an over-reliance and abundance of jump scares. There was a jump scare for everything, right? There, Every resolution to this trailer was a jump scare that it gets me scared that it's one of those movies that just does that. The stuff that it was doing didn't look particularly good to me, and I really didn't care for the story that it seemed to be giving me, so I can't go there. Yeah, you know what this movie did wrong for me? Tell me all about it, Jack. It's not the lure. I watched sure, you're ruined on mermaid the films. Lure. Okay. I kind of am. Yeah, okay. If you're fair. doing this thing of like a sexy lady, well, that's, maybe that's in. why I'm ruined on Jewish films. Maybe I don't know. The lure is fucking bonkers. Yeah, I, go, and the, this made me think a lot about the lure and how much I actually liked that movie a lot more than I was expecting. Well, there you go. Yeah. Here, there's the end of our bottom. Go watch one. the lure. Go watch the lure. Go watch Demon. Don't watch this. I'm and don't watch Gollum. I'm mostly intrigued with this one purely because I want to see. They seem to just take massive liberties with with mermaid canon. And like what the rules are. Is that a good thing? Is that is that liberty taking good? I is also, that boundary I also, pushing? I'm, I'm curious, curious why you it. think they're taking liberties with mermaid canon and not just liberties with filmmaking. I think they just made a bad movie. Well, that might that is very possible. <laughs> Mark, Mark is like they made a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Someone has a this huge mermaid grudge. lives in an oven. Someone has a, has a huge grudge against mermaids. God. They wanted to smear that culture, but. Who am I to judge? I, I want to see it purely because, what? yeah, it seems like they, they're confusing mermaids with sirens. Mermaids can teleport into any water source. Wait, is that what, what do you mean they're confusing mermaids with sirens? So my understanding of mermaids is not they were never murderous in like mythology. They were That's incorrect. Mm. You're thinking of the Little Mermaid. Disney's The Little Mermaid was never murderous. Is that not ma- every is that other not mermaid? Under mermaid. The oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is, Under the sea. Is Disney's The Little Mermaid not Greek mythology Maybe based? It's better. <laughs> Down I where mean, it's based. Depends on how loose you want to get with your basing. Oh, very Believe loose. You, me. And sure, it was I, based. I love it when it's loose. <laughs> Before we move along, I, I feel well, like... It felt like a pretty good place to, place to move along. Well, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't say two other movies that are coming out that we, we didn't wouldn't. touch on yet. Yeah, we got to mention every single one, Mark. Yep, yep. exactly. Happy okay. Happy Death Day to You is coming out. That's kind Whatever. of an important one. Same lead actress, Happy Death Day with Super Fun, because she is 
charming as fuck. She's great. Did you and guys? She's in this one it's, too. It's be gonna great. be fine. It's gonna make a bunch of money. It's, it's a Blumhouse movie. Look, it's, it's fun. going to be. Meh. And she, that actress whose name I do not remember, is terrific. She's super charming. Really fun. Okay. Did you guys fine. realize that Happy Death Day one had a twenty five hundred percent return on investment? I'm not surprised at all. That's makes sense by that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by that. This I was won't. A, I was a little surprised. I don't know. I was a little surprised to see that it was going to have a second movie, but like from an actual business standpoint, whatever Blumhouse is going to do, what Blumhouse is going to do, I don't know if it's going to be any good. It's going to make a shitload of money. Look, here's the, here's the deal. The first one was pretty much only good because the the lead actress is charming and fun to watch, and you're like, on I board don't, with her. I don't. That I think that's well, but the thing that you're short, saying but, there is that the movie was good. Yeah, I, I think it's good Absolutely. for more than one reason. You're saying it's good for one reason, but either way, we're both saying it was a good movie. So It was a good movie, and this one has the same actress, and it's going to be fun. Sure. Yeah. We'll see if it can capture that again. I am dubious. Uh, Whatever. Okay, what was the other lastly, one? Lastly, this is one that, listener, you may have already seen because you've had a whole weekend, and it came out on the first. Uh, Velvet oh, Buzzsaw is the Netflix horror movie du yeah. jour starring, starring every single human in Hollywood. Du Mostly jour. Jake Gyllenhaal. Mostly, Mostly Jake Gyllenhaal, but yeah, I mean, there's quite a few people in this film reel, including uh, John Malkovich, who apparently is, sure. is just hanging out at Netflix now. Doing and he just John Ma- Netflix and now. John Malkovich. <laughs> uh, I will say this one is from the director and producers of Nightcrawler, and also starring Jake Gyllenhaal, like Nightcrawler was, and I like Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler way more was, than I was expecting. Nightcrawler was really good. Yeah, I was so not, I have high hopes for this. Movie. Yeah, and Gyllenhaal's yeah. just like an inherently creepy actor. I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, but like he plays yeah. these characters really well that are just whatever. Like, man, he was great in whatever that movie is called. Twenty eight days later. Well, no, that's a horror movie. The day I after tomorrow. The day after tomorrow. Yes, I've walked further than that in the snow before. I knew that I was Dennis Quaid. I but, understand uh, that. I shouldn't have even <laughs> served it up there. I also called it Twenty Eight Days Later, which I love. <laughs> but I knew and what you this meant. Movie, I knew what you meant. It had a two in it. It did. He was. I, he was but Mark, I know what Mark's saying. He's really fucking creepy in Donnie Darko. He's really fucking creepy in this. I feel he, like he he's plays creepy, creepy in well. He's creepy in Nightcrawler. Yeah. yeah. He plays creepy well. He's man. not so creepy in Brokeback Mountain. He's just good. But he's a good actor and he plays creepy well. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. That's a good way to put that. And that's February. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1968's Rosemary's Baby. That's really old for the record. It is really old, and it was Jack pick. Yes, it was Jack. Yeah. Can you tell me why you picked this movie? Uh, Yes, because this is like one of the all-time horror classics, right? This often shows up as the best horror movie of all time. On many lists. Yeah. If not there, it's very near the top. Yeah. Very near the top. Yep. Um, We haven't reviewed it for the website, and it's been, I mean, 15 years since I've seen this. I've oh, seen God. this movie two times before. Yep. And so I, I wanted to revisit it. I wanted to talk sure. about it on the website. Yeah. I do want to get one thing out of the way right up top. We won't revisit it. We might. Roman Polanski is a oh. fuck. Oh. Look, okay. I'll, I'll like, say it. I'll make the I'll make a bold statement. Fuck that guy. He's the worst. Because he's foreign, Jack. <laughs> yes, because, Ma- hashtag because he's foreign. That's why. Look, I don't we, we don't want to blaver it, but straight up fuck that guy and everything he's about, and that's sure. horrible. Okay. I don't think it means we can't enjoy this movie. So getting political, okay. It's not political. Well, no, it's the. He's a rapist. It's, it's not the political. Overarching. We're talking politics. You know, <laughs> God, come on. Okay. Getting I'm social. Getting you don't understand it. the. I it's, it's a political statement. Yep. Yes. Fuck. Okay. Good. I picked this movie just because I haven't seen it in long enough. I want to okay. watch it on the podcast. I want to talk about it with you guys. We have talked about a lot of classics. We never talked about this one. We don't even really converse about this one. No. Um. It seemed weird. 
Well, because you asked, I've seen this once before. Uh, it's been probably it's probably been ten years. Yeah. How old am I? You've uh, seen it yeah. once before. It's probably been. I was still. Yeah, it's probably been ten years. Over okay. over ten years, but not by much. I saw yeah. this when I was like twelve, and then again when I was like sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mark, what about you? I saw this for the first time last night. Holy shit! <laughs> All right. That's not that out of character for Mark. It has though. been. Hello. It has been near the top of my list to watch for quite a long time. I've been meaning to bringing up, bring it up. I I was actually really glad when you mentioned it for our draft because it was going to be in my selections for like one of the next few. And actually, I mean, I think this is going to drop on the fourth day of February, which is National Women in Horror Month. So it's a good way to kick it off. Is a good way. To it's kick a it great off. way to kick it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say awesome. that the only thing that had prevented me from seeing it in the past is the runtime. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, this oh. this requires oh, you will. to block out some time. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you make an evening of this one. <laughs> yeah, you got you light some candles, you open a bottle of wine, and you settle into this one. You drink some Lipton tea. Hey, Jack. Yeah, buddy. Uh, you, we you need to do a thirty second plot synopsis. I was really hoping to transition just yeah. right into yeah. the. I mean, it's never gonna happen though. Just stop trying. I'll do it. Lean in. Okay. I don't, one cool. of these weeks, we're both. You're going to be high on carbon monoxide, and I'm not going to be paying attention. And he's going to get. Away I got to tell it. you, I'm not feeling it today. It's fixed. Yet. You fixed it. I, I did. I fixed it. I've been working diligently on my house and repairing all the carbon I can, monoxide. I can boots. tell. It, it looks better than ever in here, Jack. Better <laughs> is, than ever. Is the cure for carbon monoxide just drinking a bunch of alcohol? Is that what that is? I think I'm the cure is. To learn. I think the cure is drinking high enough ABV alcohol. If we were to go pure grain alcohol, never know it existed. It'd be fine. Jack, 30 seconds are on the clock, and it's going to start when you start. Rosemary and her husband move into a new apartment. Her husband is a struggling actor. Uh, they want to get pregnant, and she gets too drunk, but after having moose, she probably didn't get too drunk. Uh, she passes out, and then she has a dream about being raped, and uh, she wakes up, and her husband said they plowed anyway because he didn't want to miss their chance to have a baby, and then stuff starts going wrong with her pregnancy, and they're the, the weird, nosy neighbors are giving her weird drinks. The doctor's telling her not to talk to any of her friends. Uh, she starts to get suspicious. What? Wow. How could that possibly be true? What? <laughs> you got that through. felt like ten I, seconds. I gave you a little. I gave you a little zhuzh oh, too. Oh god! Some extra time. I thought I had like fifteen I more felt, seconds. I felt sad, so oh, I gave you two no. extra seconds. I thought I had so much longer. <laughs> no, well you. How didn't. about you round us out here, bud? Uh, and then turns out her suspicions were correct. They were all fucking with her, <laughs> and they were a satanic cult, and she was impregnated by Satan, the king. And. Then she cradles Satan. She cradled Satan. Cradle yeah. Satan. Satan's son. But I think it's like like God is like God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost, right? Satan's like Satan and whatever Satan's son called. Adrian. It's holy, Satan, Adrian, what, and the unholy, unholy ghost. incubus. The unholy incubus. Jake. It's you a already trinity. told me my beer selection sucks. So I don't want to hear your backpedaling just because you like the beer. I do like the beer. Yeah. You plied him with alcohol um, and now he's drunk and agreeing with you. I think you guys. I and you got a Rainier job. out of this. I don't know what you're Jack, complaining you, about. Jack, you did do a bad job. I did a bad job, You boys. did do a bad job. It happens. I thought I had Jack, so much longer. Well, the movie's two and a fucking half hours. So. <laughs> but not that much happens in the movie. I thought you I was going to nail you, it. You could have done better. You, try, you gotta just leave it to where I tried to help you out, okay? Oh, you could, God. The other thing is, like, most of the story is in the first quarter of this movie. You could just breeze by basically the entire pregnancy and just be like, then she birthed Satan. Frankly, I had a whole run on Charles Grodin I was going to do. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to do, like, debate speech. you got to pack, like, 24 pages of information into a 30-second speech. Uh, let's just get Michael Winslow in here. Fuck it. Let's just 
Let's just all we'll, we'll blow A to Z Horror's operating budget on Michael Winslow. I 100% agree. Come for I free, mean, dude. yes, that is exactly <laughs> what we should do. Or the Micro Machines man. That guy costs a lot. Is that guy, is that guy alive? No. Michael Winslow's alive. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're saying sure. <laughs> okay, good. Jake Jake has the uh basically who's who's alive and who's dead just memorized off the top of his head. Go ahead, ask him. Ask him anything. He's been well, anywhere. Ask him where he's been. He's been anywhere. I haven't eaten Have that Have you many. been to Omaha? I haven't. Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I think that's the first one in the song. Is Omaha the first one in the song? Uh, I was talking about the character in this movie, not the Johnny Cash song, but okay. Oh, shit. Okay. That's <laughs> the, a, that's the reference that happens like three times in this movie. I'm glad yeah. we're on Yeah, he ridiculous. does say that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I can only really focus on Charles Grodin and Mia Farrow in this movie. They're magnetic. Absolutely, and, and Bill Castle in his three seconds of screen time. Here's a controversial opinion. I don't know if uh, you guys are going to agree with me. I don't know if the world's going to agree with me. Mia Farrow is very attractive. That is not a controversial opinion. <laughs> Why would that be controversial? That was, that, 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 that was kind of the joke. Okay. Oh, that was kind of the that's joke fun. You guys jumped down my are throat Are you vamping because you don't know what to do right now? No, I know we do what in the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits into. I just... I thought I'd do a fun little joke, and you guys jump down my fucking throat about it. Cool. What in the fuck subgenre of horror does this movie fit into? This podcast is not about jokes, Jack. No. Okay, take it seriously. <laughs> podcast is no dead fucking There's serious. Cult. Religion, bam. Cult Yo, religion. Cult and religion, yeah, those are hard to argue with. Uh, religious, though, Jake. Uh, you said it wrong. You, Reli- got the, you got the title of the subgenre wrong, so Mark's going to have to. Mine. Mark, I'd like you to factoed this. It's religious slash religion. Uh, yeah, it will be there momentarily. Is, there is no religious slash religion, and if you add it right now, I will slay you. It's don't just don't do it. This. It's already He's in there. Factoting it. No, it's been oh, like that forever. Son of a bitch. Oh uh, yeah. I, I can see when the Google bang, Doc bang, is edited. Bang, bang, I can bang. see the edits in the Google Doc. He did it. It's fine. Uh, classic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Psychological. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's what this movie is. Yep. Okay, I got one that's very infrequently used by us in this segment, this award-winning segment. Um, adult because fears. You... Yep. Oh yeah. Fact. Good oh, one. Hell yeah. yeah. Good that's one. A good one. Good use. I forgot that was the subgenre. I did too, but then this is well, exactly they all what lose their is. meaning once you hit a critical mass of like seventy. <laughs> uh, we're we're past it. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> we're only, tell you we're only at fifty-six. Okay, but a lot of them do have slashes uh, now. So, listener, when certain things happen, you will be able to get a certain thing. <laughs> Hey, that's a good time to spoil it as any. We are going to have a Patreon pretty soon. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Jake, I, like the, Jake I, like, I think, was trying to do a vape. I like that Jack was able to g- discern what the yeah, fuck I Yeah, I knew was exactly what you were talking about somehow. I, was, I didn't I don't think know. it was a good time to spoil it. Cat's I, out of the bag, motherfucker. Cat's out of the fuck. Well, you said it. Well, I didn't say it, actually. I said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I spent time saying That is nothing. what you were talking about, though. Yeah, that was. Technically, that was, you made was. noises. I mean, I always make noises, Mark. Stay in tune. Stay in touch. Keep stay on, in tune. Stay, keep stay tuned. Well, it's, it's stay in tune and stay in touch. And stay tuned and stay touched. Do all those. We'll have a Patreon pretty soon. Mostly, it's fine. Mostly stay touched. Some cool rewards. And the podcast yeah, won't be free like anymore. Gig- we won't like swear Like a it gigantic like lithograph stuff. of all the different subgenres of horror. Yeah, exactly. Definitively. Exactly. The list. Exactly. Get in ready. In any case, are there any other subgenres? I think that's it. Nosy neighbors? Is that a subgenre? You know what? There's something to be said about about bad neighbor. I'm not going to add it, but 
You don't really see the, it all that frequently, and usually when you do, it comes out as like you should that, add Remember it. that weird Samuel L. Jackson movie where he was just like the shitty cop neighbor who constantly terrorized? I think it was like. Do you Pat remember? Oh yeah, there, there was the the wildfire that was coming towards him. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah, remember? Exactly. Do you remember the Burbs, where the nosy neighbors were the do protagonists? I remember one of my all-time favorite movies. Fuck yeah, I do. Nosy Neighbors is a real. Do you remember uh What was the Beyonce uh, movie? Summer of 84? Nosy Neighbors. Yeah. 13 cameras, Nosy Landlord. 14 cameras? <laughs> I, I didn't know. see it. It's utter horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, did you not see it or is it utter horseshit? I don't feel like you can weigh in on it that that heavily. I saw about 14 minutes of it and the 14 minutes I saw were utter horseshit and the 13 cameras wasn't that great to begin with, so He okay. made sure to last for 14 minutes so he could make that joke. So there you have it. Nosy Neighbors. I always last for 14 I'm add minutes. It. I'm adding it right now. I know you're adding it, Mark. It's fine. 57. Nosy Neighbors. 57. That's too and many. That's, that cannot possibly be including the sub-sub-genres. That's too many. All right. Award-winning segment over. <laughs> what does this it? movie do right? Rosemary's Baby. The best horror movie of all time, ostensibly. I don't think it's that. But I, it's yeah, it's not good. that, but... Let's start with the easy one, the low-hanging fruit. We talked about Go. posters two weeks ago. Let's talk about the poster again. This is one of the best designed posters I think I've seen. That's the low-hanging fruit. Which poster are we talking about? The green one or the black and white the one? I'm, one? I'm oh, a yeah. fan of the green one with her with oh, yeah, Mia Farrow's that's... face, and then there's just like the lone cradle on like a weird peak. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same, because there's like two iconic well, posters, I, th- right? I think that, yeah, this is like top five posters in the sense that vivid memories of growing up and going to the video store to rent movies and things. When you're like a little kid. Yeah generations will not understand this now well you know but what this was you this is that. the thing that is burned into my mind is like this green poster with a cradle that was always sitting there tempting me on the video shelf but i knew i knew i wasn't ready <laughs> jack i knew <laughs> and that's probably you fair if, out for if it, you saw it started, oh. if you saw this movie as a 12 year old i don't think you would appreciate it i don't you wouldn't get it i at did all. it fucked me up okay i Dude. didn't get it still scared me Okay. So, so Jake, I get what you're going for with the kids these days won't understand what it's like to go into a your local M and W and look at the rack of twelve movies they have, and you see thinner and Jack Frost staring at you or whatever. Sure. But I do think they'll get that experience from just scrolling through the Netflix catalog. They'll get like, oh, fuck you. I'm just saying, okay. it's it's been replaced by a first. very similar facsimile. No, but they're always changing their bullshit around. First oh, things I, first, we were an upstanding Nintendo, Super Nintendo household. We went to the Blockbuster, not some off-brand horse shit. Hollywood Video. Oh, yeah, my family was Genesis off-brand it's fine. all the Hollywood way. Video's good, man. We're a Nintendo <laughs> household. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Mark, remind me what you said this movie does right. The poster. Are we still on the poster? Yeah, the poster. And then Jack. Yeah, the poster's uh, good. I feel like we can be done with the poster. Good. The poster's good. Yeah. It's good. Okay, yeah, cool. Good poster. Great transition out of that. <laughs> well, we can be done. With we it. are done now. <laughs> and now the next thing. Let's talk about the broad category of kind of the acting and performances. Okay. Because I think they really serve the movie very well. Obviously, Mira Farrow is the linchpin here. Yeah, she's right? almost as good as Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Jesus, Christ. are you? Is this a real take you have? Do you think she's close to that bad? No. Okay. Uh, no, but I know how like well-regarded this performance is, and I don't think it's nearly as good as what interest it garners. See, I, I kind of disagree, because I think that you have to remember, like, how often she's on screen. Like, there are almost no Oh, for sure. She's on she's on screen on for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't... Let me let me be clear. I don't think she does an even remotely bad job, but I don't think this is a legendary performance. Okay. Legendary. This is not... 
this is not like what you see to me at least. Obviously, this is a super objective statement. <laughs> it's not like what you see in a misery, for example. Okay, okay, that's a, that's a really. Good I think there's a little bit more theatricality to what she's doing, and that's fine. And and this is this this also goes along with like she was getting fucked with just by the director and other shit, right? Like they were. St- I cannot speak to that because I frankly don't know. So I mean, you, you read all the articles about like the the scene where she's pregnant walking across traffic, right? They didn't seal off the seat, yeah. the street or anything like that. Fucking, yeah. he just told her, get out there. Nobody will hit you. You look pregnant. And cool. made her do it. And made a camera guy do it, too. Reality. Like, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, the exorcist is around the same era. Like, the director fucking with people. And art. So, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I agree with you that the performance isn't all-time legendary. but It belongs end, in this category. It's good. The I, I don't want to, like, rain yeah, on the parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it's, think it's good. It's worth noting as well that if we're going to compare it to Misery, Misery came out 20 years later. 20 plus years yeah. later. Performance I mean, is performance. Or if you're saying there's stylistic difference in approach, I, then sure. I think there is but. a significant change in stylistic approach to acting between the 60s and the late 80s. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, fucking look at Psycho. And the acting in Psycho is shockingly different from this movie. Yeah. There were, there was a lot of culture that happened that developed even, the even Psycho is way before this between movie, those two movies. Yeah. Mm. And and it's not, it's not ju- I mean, obviously the linchpin is Mia Farrow, right? But it's not just her. A lot of the, not all the acting is perfect, and this is going to come up later, but, like, the scene with the the dead, uh, like, adopted daughter or whatever, the post-suicide scene on the street, yeah, yeah. is very bad acting. Oh, my God, but yeah, I think, yeah, but, put, a, put a pin in that one, that'll come back up. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll come back up later, <laughs> the but, other, but I the generally other thing. think that, like, especially, especially the, the actor husband, he is... He does such a good job of making you think he's just a dick throughout most of this thing. Now, Mark, this was your first viewing. Had you read the book? What the Come fuck on, kind man. of question? Is, uh, no, Come I haven't on, read the man. book. I don't know that. This is one Jack, of the classic Jack, horror Jack, books, Jack, too. Jack asking, have you read the book? Well, Jack, I, I was curious if Mark knew what was coming. Jack, like, I'm going to tell you right now. If I have ever read the book for a movie that we watch, I'm going to tell you within the first 15 seconds of us. <laughs> you're going to be talking to Jake about something completely unrelated. I'm just going to burst I read in the book. Say, Guys, I read the book. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I imagine you didn't know kind of the story, though, just based on the zeitgeist and all that shit. No. I, I, mean, I mean, that's something I kind of wanted to bring up a little bit later, that this really hasn't filtered out into other pop culture references, but we'll put a pin okay. in that. Keep saying your thing. So, so, so the husband, right? For me, his performance is really, really good because you do just think he's just a fucking asshole throughout this whole thing, and it takes a long time to realize he's in on it. Like that turn happens slowly, but you start—it's like it? the usual suspects, I don't know. right? You start looking backwards and seeing all this stuff. At least for me, I think it does a really good job of like a uh, stuff you wouldn't have seen the first time through. I knew he, he was in on it as soon as he got the part. As soon as the guy was stricken blind and he was like, oh, blindness? What? Wow. As soon as he got the part. Yeah. That is immediate. Okay. Shit. Yeah. The, 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 I, the wool I like was not pulled over obvious. my eyes. I, I mean, I'm, granted, I'm, we're kind of used to seeing that type of turn coming at this point, but. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I don't I, feel I like they did a great job hiding Well, it's it. all, I don't know. Part, I feel like this is part commentary on what, what you know as a movie goer and having the luxury of a much deeper bench just living when we live but i part of it is just that it wasn't that sneaky yeah exactly <laughs> it really exactly wasn't. um before I, I we know, before it. we move along though i i also just kind of want to bring up it's it's not just the fact that there's 20 years of separation between misery and this movie it's also the degree of difficulty between parts right mia farrow is playing 
basically a complete and utter victim. Whereas in misery, she's like yeah, she's the antagonist. She is the lunatic. she's in control yeah. the entire time. Well, look, I threw that out there willy nilly. I didn't think it was. The, I, I like, like the comparison. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's really a good, good. comparison. It, it's you know top women performances and I mean frankly top performances in horror of all time. Yes, but if we're comparing those two things, there is a, a huge difference in how you play someone who is just victimized for an entire film. Versus yeah, someone who's I, in I control. think there's a completely different level of difficulty. So that does need to be noted. So, yes. So yeah, I mean, on to to put a pin in it. I think Mia Farrow is what this movie does right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't think that was ever. No one's arguing. That. And and okay, her. I just had Sassoon to make a haircut. fucking statement. <laughs> you know what, you guys? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the uh, social commentary is fairly on point here. You can't give it all to the movie. I, right. think the, I mean, I haven't read the book. It's coming from a book that was written like a year before, so it's around right, the same it's, time. Right. It's right on the heels, so it's still it's, it's it's contemporary to the issues that it is discussing, and, which and I think helps. It's one of those books that I think sold the movie rights before the book had even been published. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I think that what this has going on in terms of showcasing what society i mean horror is a great showcase for societal fears right and yeah. what's wrong with society what's going on in society it is good at being a conduit for that i think this movie does a better job than almost any that i've seen for that i mean you're talking about commentary on consumerism you're talking about commentary obviously on the treatment of women right. there's a lot and of really good stuff and all that shit all yeah. of that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot to unpack there that I think probably warrants several viewings or reading the book, maybe. I don't know if you have, Jackie. This is where you're going to go have. off. Okay. Yep. I, sure. I think that it does that very well, but I think that, you know, part of that also is that with the type of story that this is, it lends itself well to that as well. Because so it's a psychological. I'm going to interject here. This is my first time seeing this movie, obviously. And I, uh, frankly, I don't know very much about it prior to having watched it last night. I did not take this as social commentary. I took this as, wow, the 60s were fucked up for women. <laughs> so this is, you're telling me that this is mostly like, not tongue-in-cheek, but it basically is satirization of women's issues in the 1960s? No, no, no. I mean, I think I think you are both correct, right? Things were really fucked up for women, and so to make a movie that is starring a woman who is in literally almost every single scene... And going through this kind of shit goes along with that commentary. Like to ma think about another movie in the '60s or even, frankly, '70s that follows a woman protagonist throughout every scene. Yeah, it almost doesn't exist. Texas yeah. Chainsaw does not follow a woman through every scene. Not well, absolutely not. I think what I'm also saying though is that it's not just that. It's that. It's layers. It's right. that, and then the layers of like what are the motivations of her husband and it's, right. it's consumerism, consumerism and, and fear and of the unknown. Exactly. And a lot There's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a that's all like heavy drama stuff that's then packed into this psychological horror and, and this but. movie does a lot of stuff on that realm too i'm sure there's subtle shit in all those categories i've missed right but on the gender stuff right in in the scenes where he's being the most paternalistic there's always a reference to it right in the scene where he puts her witchcraft book away where he thinks she can't reach it the books that <laughs> the camera pans over women shouldn't be reading are like male sexual studies and like shit like that it's like gonna it's, make her hysterical <laughs> exactly yeah. she had the vapors mark um, it's just, there's, there's always shit like that. Like, I think this movie is, has that kind of depth and I'm, this is the third time I've seen it. I'm I mean, so maybe that's a better way of categorizing yeah. it. I, I think that it's through 
maybe social commentary is the wrong word. I'm going to no, continue no, to choose not. to use that, well, but it's it's depth. I guess there's you, a lot of depth here. Yeah, what you guys are saying that I didn't quite pick up on is that there was some winking at the camera that happened that I didn't quite see. And I think that's that's hard to see, but like if you think about Tannis Root, <laughs> if you Mark? if you just think about like a, a fucking a movie that stars a woman as the protagonist from start to finish without like somehow subverting her in 1968 that's wild yeah yep. i mean that uh, she's yep. the inarguable protagonist and hero of the story i mean she gets fucked but it's a horror movie so yeah i mean the ending is kind of correct yeah for the genre yeah mm-hmm. so uh i'm gonna jump in and change the subject here to the sound design okay the dialogue audio adr or whatever we're calling it separate it's very bad. Yeah, that's going to come up bad. in what the, what the movie does wrong. <laughs> the stingers they use to like punctuate scenes and stuff are really great, and I'm just going to tie the soundtrack in here as well. The jazz escape scene when she like oh my god she drops all of her money on the ground and they start picking it up and then she escapes in the elevator and there's just like freeform jazz happening. That's amazing. Yeah, the avant garde jazz. It's sequence. really really yeah. good. And yeah. I mean the classical music that it plays like the the recurring theme. Yep. Right when shit when she feels calm well, and the, she shouldn't. The, the theme. The, yeah. The soundtrack to this movie is. Good. Yes, the the intro and outro lullaby thing is also really good. The last one I wanted to bring up was that when she first sees the demon child, when she first sees Adrian, she her face screams. Mia Farrow's like face contorts like she's screaming, and they play a stinger. I don't know how they did it if it was actually her screaming or if it's part of the song, but they played like this weird thing that like samples somebody screaming, which is kind of interesting for a late '60s song. And then they like riff on it, and there's like music that comes off of it. It was it's like yeah. one of the more creative things I've seen. And the fact that it happened almost 50 years ago is it's fantastic. Wait, and and add yeah yeah 51 years ago shit yeah absolutely. And and I'd add to the sound design the recurring theme of their clock like in her nightmares you hear the ticking of the clock get louder and louder progressively throughout her nightmares let's talk about that is wild let's talk about that okay go mark should go (laughs) uh that's something that's going to move me into does middle if you guys don't have anything else that it does right quite ready for it um i I would say i think the the effects for the era are largely very very good i mean there's not a whole lot right but the the effects of and Kind of it was fucking with Mia Farrow, but she actually like they actually made her lose however many pounds to look gaunt and look pale, and that shit looks good and terrifying. And when she's sick, like in the first period of the pregnancy, it looks I would have anticipated a good part of that was makeup too. To, yeah, absolutely. So well, yeah, so we're putting that in effects. I'm just gonna throw this out there to the point where Mia Farrow had actual like weight and eating disorder issues for a lot of her life. It's probably something that we can definitively put in the movie does wrong. A- absolutely, and I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> pot that into the Roman Polanski horse shit, terrible, all all awful. Right, I, I was thinking but, that basically throughout this whole movie, every time they're insulting her for like being too big or too small or whatever, I was like, oh well, this is this is a problem for her real life, right? And that's that's horrible. <laughs> but we talked about this in The Exorcist too, right? Yeah, he did, that, that director did horrible things to the actors as well. Probably not as I don't I don't want to get into that whole thing, but. No, let's get into the power rankings. Power rankings of worst human directors. (laughs) It's still made for effective... Like, it looked distressing when she's supposed to look sick. She looked fucking sick. Sure. 
is effective. Yes. And I'm going to put that in effects along with the makeup, along with everything else that they had going on. If only I we don't. had a category at the end of the episode specifically dedicated to you doing this analysis. I think it does. I think it's what it does right. <laughs> also here. <laughs> Mark, it's a perfect fucking system. You broke I his won't stride. This. You I'm not. Fuck. Say you your thing. Stride. Say your thing. I'm getting back, the green ear. Back to the metronome. I'm moving into Does Middle. I'm taking you guys with me. So here we go. Uh, Does Middle is the freaking dream sequences. First off, they're great dream sequences. Here's why. They make absolutely no fucking sense. Can we can we revisit for one second the 30 seconds of a nun speaking in a language that seems to be English but isn't quite? It's just impossible to decipher. Yeah. Were people in the 1960s who went to films in movie theaters like – better at hearing than i am because that was just utter nonsense no i think they're trying to make it really disturbing disturbing or just fucking i got a good laugh out of it i i, I mean it just caught me off guard it was just randomly it was like family guy humor. what what was your viewing setup for this movie the usual one on i, I was sitting on my couch with my big old tv screen in front of me and my 5.1 surround sound system oh okay like well, because I, I i mean sometimes like we watch these movies like Lights On or, you know, whatever. You can't get a good, clean viewing out of it. And I was curious if you did. Oh, you like Lights a dark Jack, light. he is dimmed. a professional. Look I'm it up a, in the book. I'm a candlelight, except it's a downlight kind of guy. So I have lights on the off, like to the offset of my screen on both sides and then two above me. And we put them on the minimum setting. So it's kind of dark in there, but you still can like see some things. Cause I need so to you, got to, like, you got a legit viewing out of this. Yeah. Because I did too, right? I <laughs> told my wife, like, I'm not going to subject you to this whole thing. I'm watching this movie. It's fucking long as shit. Uh, but I'm going to sequester myself in my office and just watch it in the dark. And I did. I'm actually kind of surprised your lovely wife didn't want to join you for this one. She's seen it before. And she's like, it's so I, I don't. It's long. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not even that it's long. She's like, this really upset me. Well, like on a level. It's long and. Yeah. And we'll get there. Yeah. We will. It wasn't even in what it does wrong, though. Okay. So well, I've got an it's long and, right. and we'll get there. Yeah. So she did want to watch it with me, but also like wasn't up to it in the time frame we had to watch it. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Did you do like a, did you do like a pod streaming thing where you watch this at like one and a half X? <laughs> yes. I watched this. This should be one and a half. This X. should be a great movie to pod fast. That'd be bonkers. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the word I was trying to come up with. Not pod streaming, pod fasting. There we go. I, I went along with you though, Mark. I, I appreciate that. I want it on the record. Uh, do you got? Do either of you have another thing that does middle? No, Jake is molesting the sound dampening tiles on the roof. So, I think that uh, carbon monoxide just landed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you finished off your high ABV beer, and now it's setting in. You, yeah, you I need did to have keep like the ABV in front of, of it, man. I got one other thing, which is that this movie is almost too deep for its own good. I actually didn't even realize, you brought this up earlier, that they're panning by book titles that I just, like, didn't look at as a means of make like, kind of winking at the camera. This movie is full of random details. I still have no idea why she was fascinated by the fact that Roman had an ear piercing, like that type of shit. And I'm sure if you (laughs) dig into it and you read about it, it makes sense. But, but in but the moment when you see stuff like that, it just hits you and you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck are they talking about? And that honestly, like, <laughs> it took me out. I feel like it's something that would be greater on repeat viewings. But You'd have to turn into a full-on scholar to get through this. Exactly. And out All everything. of those things. I, I agree with you. But but also, I mean, I it, the movie doesn't need 
explanations to those things to be like a coherent good movie i don't think there's a i don't you can well but you can have a coherent good movie that doesn't have random fucking weird references that you don't understand yeah so so there's there's a line between those two things right like i think the panning over the book titles and showing stuff in the background is brilliant and is a really cool way to like have stuff for repeat viewings and what you're saying like the ear ear piercing thing and the whole reason that charles groden sold her out like there's stuff like that that's in the foreground and brought to the front that is exactly that's too much yeah yeah yeah. easter eggs easter eggs are good no matter what everyone should put easter eggs into everything they do it's when it's it's when the movie stops and like draws your attention to it and focuses on it and it still doesn't make any fucking sense. That's yeah, the, totally. that's where I start to have a problem. Exactly. Could you tell me why she was intrigued by his ear piercing? No, I don't know. Okay. No Is it just because older gentlemen in the 1960s generally didn't have pierced ears? <laughs> I I'm honestly trying to remember if it came up in the book and I can't. You should go back and read it. I should reread that book. There oh. you go. That book is long. Oh. I'm shocked. <laughs> That's all I had for Does Metal. Are we going to transition into Does Wrong? Are we here? Have we I arrived? Think we're here. Okay. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit me with your well, best shot. Jake seems to be champing at the bit. Well, I mean, we've talked about the length, so can we talk more about the length? Yeah. It doesn't need to be this long. Is it ironic that us talking I think about the length is going to make our podcast extra long? It's super ironic. Okay. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> <laughs> Is that is there even that lyric in that song? Um, yes, yes. Okay, there I was going to have one of the only hundreds of times lyrics in that song. song. Yeah, okay, I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> I was like, do I have to say it's like rain on your wedding day? Oh fuck! It's like a fly anyway. In it's it's really long, and I don't think it quite needed to be that long. There's a certain part of this I want to give I want to give it its due that the psychological elements kind of deal with the torment that is. And the length helps with that, right? Yes, absolutely. But, 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 I don't, I do not, I cannot live in a world where it needed to be this long. Yeah. I cannot do it. And because of that, it gets kind of boring. This movie gets kind of boring. I'm gonna, I don't agree with the boring. I, I yeah, do. I'm going to jump in there to disagree. It's That's long. Fine. And looking at it with the eye of you know an edit not i'm not an editor but looking at it with the eye of like what i could cut out i feel like i could come up with a pretty good list of scenes that they didn't totally need but sure watching it for the first time i never thought that it was too long it actually felt like a well-paced movie that was the appropriate length just pacing is a weird concept here 15 minutes Pacing is a weird concept because I don't have really any complaints with the pacing, so I think that gives credence to what you're saying. But it's still it still manages to get me to a point where I'm very unwilling to pay attention. Interesting. Yeah, it gets yeah. me to a point where I'm unwilling to start it again if I were to watch it again. But yeah. once it's on, <laughs> I would just be okay. Well, I mean, that's yeah. The difference there is that it's a it's a it's a task. It is a project to get through, yeah. which can be a great one. And look, this is a good movie, but it the actual act of watching it, I discovered this time, gets me to a place where I start to lose it a bit. And it is too slow to get going. I'll say that. And I think the whole suicide scene is totally unnecessary. I think they build the creepy and the like weird stuff is going on with the neighbors enough up without having any of that background. I think it'd be yeah. the exact same. They don't need any of that shit. That whole storyline basically conti- functions yes. as a delivery device for her weird neck necklace charm thing. And you could basically just Great. have like the old lady. Time well spent guys. Yeah. 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 There's, there's better ways to do that. But, yeah. but I, I do appreciate what you were saying about like, they need it to be this like 
develop they need this time to develop these characters in this way for the psychological horror to pay off like it does well it ha yeah there needs to be a bit of a droning slow effect to like feel the torment right and i get that and it somehow still surpasses it at least for me sure so sure ugh. mileage will clearly vary <laughs> yeah but i mean that's kind of true to form for a movie of this time and length yes I think there are there are some scenes in this movie that are supposed to be scary and are rough to watch. I think they're they're exemplified by one scene in particular that is straight out of fucking Scooby Doo, even though I don't think Scooby Doo was out yet. What? I'm talking about when she is in the kitchen, right? She's locked herself in the apartment. She's gotten out of the doctor's office. She's locked herself in the apartment. I think the jazz is still playing at this point. There's I think still the jazz might jazz still be playing. Her husband and the doctor are like chasing her, and she's in the in the whatever room calling her friend, and you see like the doorway behind her, and her husband and the old neighbor guy like creep past the doorway with like their arms up in the thriller dance, like fucking an episode of Scooby Doo, <laughs> and there's some shit like that. There's that's some hard to Jack. There's Jack? some shit that pulls Jack? you right out. Yeah, I gotta give it to you. I was apoplectic that you said that it it didn't exist yet, and it Scooby Doo actually didn't come out until a year after this movie was made. So oh, you should have yeah. bet. You should have bet. You son of a bitch. I was not willing to make that bet because I knew it was somewhat <laughs> close, but I was like, that, that cannot been be a true. Great bet. I would have put it at mid-60s. Okay. Th this, is, this is like exactly when Scooby-Doo came out. Scooby-Doo didn't Scooby -Doo really start until Scrappy-Doo joined the gang, okay? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. But, like, there's there's repeated instances of that, but that's the best example of, like, stuff that I think, even if it was scary at the time, just looks too fucking goofy. I think there's a substantial amount of carryover from, like, stage acting. I mean, actors today still do stage acting and stuff, but, like, this is still when film was kind of transitioning. It was becoming more and more a thing. And this is late 60s, so probably oh, absolutely. less so. But, like, yeah. just as far as, like, where the people who were older in the industry who were blocking scenes and stuff came from, a lot of them came from blocking shit for plays and whatever was happening on the stage. So they're Acting. like, you got to really exaggerate your movement so that they know you're sneaking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and and for a movie that, for the most part, I think does a very good job in that, there's a few scenes, and they're critically scenes that are supposed to be scary, that are just too far the other direction. Okay. That that totally reminds me of, uh, was is it called Wait Until Dark or whatever, that movie where Audrey Hepburn plays a blind woman? It's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be scary, but everyone's moving around with like these crazy like theatrical movements, and you're like, okay. 100%. All right, and, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a good That's a good analysis piece. I like that, Jack. Good work. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> uh, we talked about this earlier, and we said we would bring it up later, so let's bring it up right now. The reaction of the Roman and his wife when their surrogate granddaughter kills herself is it's insane. It's that reaction barely is barely a insane. reaction. It's Are you, what I mean, granted within the, within the story of the film, they're like, Oh yeah. I mean, we made her kill herself, but like still, is that is the a, worst is job acting I've ever seen. Oh, because uh, be, yeah, because there it's supposed act, Okay. He's honing in on bad acting. It's obviously supposed to be indicative of like, there's something wrong here. Yeah. But it goes so far in that direction that it's just, it rips you out of the film. You're like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are these people? Yeah, but I mean, like, even if you were, so even if you were playing up the role of, you're in a coven, you knew she was going to kill herself because you cursed coven. her. You'd walk up and be like, 
you'd at least try. You'd be like, oh, oh my no. God, Terry, what's <laughs> going on? And then, but they just walk up and they're like, yep. Oh, well, that Terry, she was manic. And with the, the, the wife's intense accent, like it comes across as so baffling there. It makes sense later with her character. It all fits in and her mispronouncing every word. Yeah. And you come to buy it. But when that's your introduction to it, you're like, what the fuck is this? It, what is happening? Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a zero to 60, like immersion breaking. Like a whole, I mean, I think that's also, I'm trying to remember whether or not that's before or after the nun scene. There's a lot, there's a few of these scenes like rapid fire where you're just like, so did the makers of this film just not want us to understand anything that's happening <laughs> for like Correct. 10 minutes? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, that was, that I, was rough. That whole scene was rough. Yeah, I ooh, I got one that I don't know if I want to put in bad. Well, I understand I understand why it exists. I don't can have we, a lot else of can bad. We, so. Can we start pontificating as to whether it's bad or nitpick? Uh, maybe we get a halfway whistle. Mark, can yeah. we get a half whistle? Okay, good. Halfway okay. whistle. Good. Um, it is super important for her character to react the way that she does to basically having been raped, right? Well, what do yeah. you mean? What do you mean, what do I mean? She, so the scene after she is impregnated by the devil where she wakes up with the scratches and she got fucked up because of what her husband fed her. And he's like totally explaining how it was cool because apparently there's like a two hour period where she can get pregnant and that's fine and she needs to deal with it. She's sure. way too cool with that. And, and it's important because of the what this movie is going is important. I, look, but I. It's it's important, but it 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 it. it uh, I'm gonna throw out there that his line is it was kind of fun in a necrophile kind of way. But here's the thing. Here's why it's distressing because she wakes up and she's like clearly not super cool with like what happened, and he kind of explains it to her and how she needs to be okay with it. Right? She's she's too willing to accept that, and I get why that's important. The scratches are wild. Well, are. I think the issue is she wakes up upset. She wakes and, up upset and she is easily disarmed. Exactly. That's that's and that's the, a, that's the real problem. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, how do you explain this, M- mommy, daddy? How was I made? And it's like, well, <laughs> your mom got drunk and I plowed her while she was asleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. Well, if you're gonna take that off the table for married couples who love each other, then I don't. Yes, no, do no, no, no. See, that's that's what we're saying. Is is the problem? Look, you're, it married couples and the. Privacy of their own home can do whatever they want, but if you're if one of the two parties wakes up and is upset, and your excuse right. okay. is we it was to be kind okay of fun with in being a necrophile right. kind of way, God. maybe that is that's unacceptable. Not acceptable. <laughs> that's yeah. why I put this in bad, but it could be a nitpick because it's also important for the movie and the commentary that is being made. Okay, it makes so, sense. Yeah, just put it out there. All right. That disturbed me, and I didn't like it. Now we need a full whistle. I need okay. to cleanse my whole palate. Yeah, you were dangerously close to just saying some weird shit. Is oh, this... wait, wait, wait. No, reverse whistle. Mark, reverse whistle. Uh, I don't think this works like this. Hold on. No. Nothing. I was going to do it in post, but that was delightful, so I'm going to leave it. Okay. Uh, the ADR. Okay, god damn it. so bad. Yeah, and I mean, this so is... many scenes. Whatever. Yes, it's terrible. This is just a box you can check with anything that came out before, like, 1985. Yes, agreed. And anything it's with terrible. Matthew Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Obligatory mention, sure. <laughs> We're not making you blow a whistle. The again. marvelous Matthew Lillard in it. I don't even think that. I don't even think that ADR was a thing until like the 1990s. It was an entirely different process prior to that. I feel like ADR is actually the thing that we like. 
none of us have any idea what the fuck we're talking about. So Correct. Someday we'll have an expert on this podcast to tell us what things we th- we should think. Someday. Okay, so I am not going to blow the whistle again because I already did and that was dumb. So we're officially nitpicks now. Do your nitpicks. Go. Uh, He does a terrible job walking her to bed. When she's, like, all <laughs> supposedly fucked up, he puts her arm all the way around her. He's supporting her, helping her walk, and she falls all the way over. Like, the whole point of him supporting her and putting her arm around her ah! is... I dropped a spoon. Yeah, it's fine. Is so that she doesn't fall all the way over. Why do you have a spoon? Because uh, I was eating soup earlier. <laughs> Who doesn't oh drink God. beer with a spoon? <laughs> but she falls all the way over like he was what the fuck were you doing helping her walk to bed if you're gonna let her crumple in your arms i'm gonna i'm gonna addendum this to with the scene where she like initially is super dizzy and like knocking shit over in the kitchen he's just kind of like staring at her like are you okay what's going on and she's just like she literally can barely stand that's because he knows what's in the moose or the mouse as the case may be well sure but i mean still like you probably want to not have your wife fall and hit her head on something he obviously doesn't give a shit. He, well, or he's just really shit. bad at understanding when people are about to fall over. Yeah, no, that's that's a clear thing. I mean, what is this man good at? <laughs> like, let's let's recap. Not acting. <laughs> when, no. when he's doing it, when he's doing his character study, he's like, you know what? I feel like I feel like my character just fundamentally doesn't understand when someone is about to fall over, and that's something I'm bringing to this role. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That was John Cassavetes, was the actor. Okay, well, let me, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to do a neat pick with this guy. His name is Guy. I do like that as a name. Guy is a good name. It's a good name for him considering what his role is. (laughs) So you think only assholes are named Guy? Well, I just think it's the per, this is not, there's a reason he's named Guy. Let's just put it that way. Are you, (laughs) hold on, are you making the argument that like, this movie is sort of self-recognizing. It's it's doing a critique on how men treat women. So the the main dude is named Guy to genericize him as an actor against women. Yes, that doesn't work anymore. Guys is gender new, gender neutral now. Is it now? Yeah. Was it in 1968? Probably. I don't know. Probably not, Jack. <laughs> probably was. Probably was. I think wasn't. that happened before 2017. <laughs> I, d- I doubt that. <laughs> I think oh, that okay. Probably happened before yeah, that's the argument I'm making, Mark. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, was this like one of the first product sponsorship movies with Yamaha? There's a oh scene my in God. the first ten minutes where it's just like there's Yamaha. so much Yamaha. Well, like and it kind of works, right? Because he's an actor, but they also just like let's break from the action to show a forty second commercial for Yamaha. Yeah, they don't show him like filming the commercial. They show it on TV, and then it's just like Yamaha. You should look at us if you want a piano. Or a motorbike. Look at Yamaha. <laughs> Yamaha. What a weird product range for Yamaha. Yeah. Good for them. I yeah. like it. Also, there has to be some underlying patent thing a, that lends them to well to doing what they do. I just don't know what it is. What Sonoran. a weird commercial to air in the 60s. Like, let's start with, were people way more attuned to motorcycle races than they are now? Yes. <laughs> were they? Is that even a question? Uh, I mean, you know, there's a there's a weird motorsports, and that's not weird. I shouldn't say that. There's a motorsports world that's, like, really into motorcycle racing that's been around for a long fucking time. I know there are, and there's going to be great narrow casting commercials that appeal to them. But this was just on like one of the major networks. Yeah, but within, within canon, she's like, "Oh, my husband has this gig. I should probably turn it on and watch." I don't know. It's a national spot for sure. Yeah, definitely a national yeah, spot. I mean, and that yes. national spot that started with the motorcycle racing championships for the yeah, year. Yeah, love it. There was so little to do in the '60s, huh? Must have been boring as shit. There were like four channels. 
And if you woke up before 5 a.m., nothing was on, and then you'd see the Pledge of Allegiance and then the farm report. It's like going to fucking Britain now. Channels turn off in England right now. <laughs> Still? Yeah. It's insane. That's charming. Guys. That's nice. It's not charming. It's depressing. I want to fucking kill myself. Actually, you know what? I would gladly go back to that. You <laughs> you still have streaming, dude. I want the channels to do that again. That'd yeah, if the channels just turned off at midnight. We need a little. I, I feel like if we haven't discovered anything in the last few years, I don't know where that sentence is going. We <laughs> we need a little more humanity in our lives, and that's one at one. That's piece humanity. Of oh, humanity yeah. is turning off the television channels. You know yeah. what channel doesn't stop at 10 p.m. in England? Dave. The channel named after an American man. Oh, is that like the Truman Show? No, there's a channel called Dave, and it shows like <laughs> fucking American reality shows and British Top Gear for some reason. It's baffling. Ooh, British Top Gear is good. I know, but why? It's like that's already on the BBC. Why are you showing it on a sh- channel called Dave? I don't have the foggiest. Uh, I don't care. My God. I have I a neat care. pick that I would like to Go. discuss. I got some knee picks. What are they? What's uh, yours? What's yours? The What's actress. Yours? So I, I was really confused by what was the, the exchange in the in the uh, the basement in the laundromat. Um, the actress that Terry, the one who kills herself, whatever the hell her last name was, Genofrio, something like that. Sure. She is mistaken for herself, which is an incredible piece of humor for something from the 1960s. I know. It's really deep and fantastic. Terry Genofrio yeah. is played by an actress, and when, <laughs> clearly, and when Rosemary meets her, she says, hey, you look like Victoria Vetri, who plays Terry. It's great. It's very good. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a wonderful joke. <laughs> wow. It is very, very good. Um. A chalky undertaste isn't a way to describe food. I oh, I had too. this. Yeah, is undertaste Who a uses word? the word undertaste? undertaste. I, we all had that nickname. Okay, I'm glad. I'm <laughs> glad we all had undertaste penciled in. As here's, what the fuck? here's the thing about that, though. No, I really love this. that as a word, and I'm going to start using it. Oh, definitely going to start using I've already used it. Much to my wife's chagrin. I am not, and I won't. It's going <laughs> to so be. We're all, we're all on different planes here. It's, it's going to be a perfect word to describe beers. I'll tell you that much. Under- I'm surprised you didn't describe your beer yeah. as having an undertaste. An undertaste of horse blanket. <laughs> uh, this might be a nitpick with like just the culture in the 1960s, or maybe a neat pick with me. Nope. Yeah, a neat pick with me. People are too scared of what their neighbors think of them. People are too scared of pissing off their neighbors. That is not a neat pick. Wait, are you just complimenting yourself for... Well, hold on, let me take yes. that again. Are you just complimenting yourself for not caring... Yes, that's what's happening What your right neighbors now. think? That's what's happening yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. Jack's sort of trying to convince himself further that it's okay what he does to I alienated all my neighbors almost immediately. Yeah. I tried and to say if my any of them came over and while. were standing at my door wanting to come in, I wouldn't have any problem standing there with them and being like, uh, no, you absolutely can't come in. Aaron Paul knocked on my door. Actor Aaron Paul. I wouldn't is let that guy lo- in either. And I, I love that guy. Yeah, notably you didn't interview him for the podcast, and I'm upset about it. No, I did nothing. I, I said I said big fan quietly as I was closing the door in his face. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. What is wrong with you? Many things, but I'll tell you what. I wouldn't have the same fucking problem Rosemary's had. The same problems Rosemary has. has. Had. Depends on when you're viewing this. I would never, ever let a neighbor into my house if I didn't absolutely want it to happen. I'd be like, so you can fucking leave now. That's That's great. 
you're in my door. I gotta I... say, in the ranking of the three of us, as far as which one is most likely attacked by a vampire in their own home, Jack's gotta be the bottom. He'll never invite any vampire into his home. Fuck no! Exactly. No. I mean, unless they have beer or something. There you go. Vampires, if you're out there, bring beer if you're gonna try Just and get Jack. Just bring me beer. Jack's a very simple man. But I also, <laughs> I also, I, I like the whole thing of like the doctor being like, don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to what other people saying. Drink this fucking drink. It goes a little too far. It strains credulity a little. You like it as a device. I'm assuming is what you mean. Okay. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're immediately suspicious of him. I I don't know if that's a current lens or if that was just like, if that was more believable in the sixties, maybe it was, I don't know. Uh, my dad said that you always thought the doctor was a fucking creep. Okay. Because I asked him, I asked him about we that. We really need to start bringing in our parents for these older movies and just be for like, did you movies? see this? Yeah. What'd you think? <laughs> yeah, we need some credibility here. And my uh, dad didn't see this like in current time. I think my dad was 10 when this movie came out. Well, sure. So I got a little neat pick, or maybe this is a not pick. I don't know. You guys tell me. When she's deciphering... It better not be a not pick. When she's, when she's discovering Roman was born... In 1886. So he's 76 in this movie. Okay. Mia Farrow was born in 1945, which means she's 76, 74 now. That's like some fun symmetry, right? Couple couple things here. Couple uh-huh. things here. Roman's father was born in 1876. 1886. 1886. Roman's father is what the book is talking about. I'm pretty sure they said that Roman was born in 1886. There's a line expressly stating that. Don't think so. You don't think he's seventy six. You don't think dude. the actor that plays Roman is playing someone who's seventy six. Playing damn the close. His would dad's like not 56. fucking seventy six. No chance. Well, that, yeah, that makes less sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, he was born in 1886. We are we are one generation removed from people. This movie is starring people who were born in the 1800s. That's crazy. That is insanity. <laughs> I mean, is it though? It's no. pretty crazy. It's just like somebody being born in 18, any year, 1899. Guy's 100 years older than us. Baffling. Guy's 100 year old, years older than us. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's it's less weird when like my grandpa is 94 years old. Sure. But it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's a weird pick. We don't have a good name for that. That's, that's a, all. Well, that, that's that a was, weird pick. That is literally the entirety of what I was trying to get at. That's time fun. is a strange I have thing. another neat pick. Do it. They're making coffee in a Chemex pour-over machine, and I love it. It's okay. It's I not, love it. Everything's cyclical. This is just how coffee was made before fucking yeah. Mister Coffee yeah. came along and made yeah. drip. This yeah. is not. Yeah. This is not. No. This is just. Yeah. The cyclical nature of Chemex. all your hipster horse shit. No, my hipster horse, horse shit. hipster horse shit. How's this hipster horse because shit? Because you think makes... coffee's better out of a Chemex pour-over. I thing. love pour-over. And everybody in the '80s thought that all that shit was from the past and terrible. No. Nah, nah, just better. the same as all they thought the eight tracks and CDs are the way of the future, and pour-over's now you're back better. to records, you hipster son of a bitch. You're the one that has records. Yeah, and I played it so much I wore the needle out. Yeah. Yeah, but we're hipsters in different ways. What we're saying is we're hipsters in different ways. I'm the pour over guy. It's fine. I I like that they're using. I I make coffee out of pour over every morning. (laughs) God fucking damn it. You hipster. I use You hair poofy hipster. I it's a neat pick. I actually alternate between that and like the the stovetop boiled espresso thing. Mm, I French press weekdays because I kind of like the I, I like the extra body that it gives me when I'm in the work and I just need a little bit of sludge in my mouth because I hate everyone. And then 
the weekend. Hold on, wait. I want to dive into you got that body. A more. French press gives you body, man. It's got like, like sediment. A, yeah, a little bit. Of, a little bit. Is of that sludge. what you mean by body? Yeah, it's got That's great exactly what I mean by body. I'm learning a lot more about why you like hazy IPAs. Oh yeah, <laughs> mouthfeel. <laughs> mouthfeel is a hugely important thing because it has chunks in it. Not chunks. <laughs> chunks of. Are you telling me you wouldn't chew on a chunk of beer? Yeah, Jack. I'm absolutely not saying that, but I'm learning a lot about Jake. It's fun. Weekends, I'm going pour over because I'm going to spend the right time to get the perfect grind. I'm going to time it correctly. I'm going to get the right water temperature. All of it. Pretty much yeah, no matter when hipster. you talk to me, it's going to be, it's I'm, gonna, I'm a Mr. Coffee kind of guy. Yeah, Hell, you. yeah, you are, buddy. Yep, hey, not. Mark, I have a question for you as a first-time viewer of this thing. Okay. Did the sex scene at the very beginning of the movie confuse you? Let's Where she was just love. like, I would like to make love. And then they both just like mechanically make... sit on the floor of their weird, like unfurnished apartment. Is that how people made love in the 60s? Oh, and by making love, you should just say, let's pork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say Jake is doing the right argument to make it seem weird. Jack, you're doing the wrong argument to make it seem Sitting on the floor and just porking on the on the like floor of your unfurnished apartment. That brings totally true. fine. The, I'm not trying to make it not seem weird. I'm asking you of whether or not it seemed weird to you. It seemed the part that seemed weird to me was she, out, apropos of nothing. She was like, "I would like to make love now." They turn off the light and they immediately just take off all their clothes. It was so little bit robotronic. Oh, totally. And it, let's it's obviously make like love, please. Supposed to go along with parts of the movie that were cut out because she wants to get pregnant ASAP. Like that's her whole thing. But they cut out the wrong parts because that scene is weird. I mean, I get why yeah. they left it in. I don't. Because it's not like it's not like totally crazy, but yeah. it is something that like definitely warrants a remark when you're watching. You get it. good, you get yeah, good neat pick. You get good side boob, but then the not pick is that it's you like get kind of full in the, on front boob. Well, but you get the side boobs nice because it's like a side boob thing. Side boob is like a well heralded <laughs> thing. Side boob, side boob is happening it. in like a nice romantic moonlit scene. Front sure. boob is happening during a weird satanic rape ritual. Yeah. So, yeah. well, you get some you get some mixed emotional experiences happening. I have when another you freeze thing frame that we can and revisit about. it, buddy. <laughs> She's getting like blood. Dri- oh, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, it's I not even like, a boob at that point. I feel like the end scene when she sees when she's reacting to the baby and like the truth is being revealed and all of other stuff. She says, I feel like she says, "Oh God!" Like five times, it and they make the same joke. Fuck. They, they make, make the, the same s- joke a lot. They make the same joke every single time she says it. God, God, God's dead. Hail Satan. It was, I mean, they, it's a good, it's a good setup the first time. Hail but like, Satan. They brought in like times. new characters to make that joke. <laughs> the Asian guy with the camera. Yeah. How stereotyped is that? Is it? Asian guy with the camera. Okay. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> that's the origin of that stereotype. I doubt that. <laughs> I highly doubt that. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see what he's if if he's included in the sequel that they apparently made called like What's Been Up with Rosemary's Baby or What's Happening with Rosemary's Baby. I think Baby that's called I mean, there's made, some I think that's called there's something about Rosemary. They made a literal <laughs> sequel. Yeah. What Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Ni- neither of those things. Oh. Are Wait, it. so they they made multiple sequels to this movie and one of them is canon and the other ones aren't? Yeah, Jack, what the fuck <laughs> are you saying? Christ. We have to go to ratings. It's like rain. We, O-Rated Easy Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. 
for one, think about Garth, would rate change. We fear change. And for ten, think about Charles Grodin, would rate Letterman's desperation for entertainment. One, two, three, I, four, Charles, five, six, seven, eight, just like nine, I ten think, figures Charles, right now. I think your appearance here tonight speaks to my charity. I think it speaks to your desperate need for entertainment. Well, that too. I won't argue with that. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. This was my pick, so I guess I'm going to rate it for story first. I was not prepared for this. I'm going to give it a seven for story. I think this is a <laughs> very... Because you do it on the fly. I think this was a very clean story. Uh, it's it's tough to separate from the book, from the movie. We, we talk about that a lot, but I think this is a really clean story that isn't absolutely perfect there's some issues with it but but ultimately is a a good psychological uh fuckery and and the the story doesn't give you any reasons to doubt to doubt how fucked up you might be from the psychological stuff that's going on well said listen yeah, i am falling apart listen, jake what's your story <laughs> rating <laughs> i would like to update you on something that's happened we paused for about 30 seconds for jack to pull up the for one and for 10 and no. in that 30 seconds he went from being totally cogent and sensical human being <laughs> to drunk uh, and impossible and incapable of speaking now we paused for a couple of hours and it's a whole other situation it's a whole other is it jack. is it it was Is less it? than a minute that we were. That we were <laughs> <laughs> so you, so your on the fly score was a seven, and seven for those same reasons. Basically, I gave it an eight and a half. This movie rests very, very hard on that psychological element that you just stated, Jack. I that's it's the bread and butter of the movie. It's what carries it through. We've talked about the very, I think, important societal commentary that's going on. And what this really boils down to is this is a movie about a very troubling series of events that happens to someone, and that's kind of fucked up. But what it does is it does it through, I think, a certain amount of subtlety, and that's nice Yeah, for a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice yeah. for a horror movie, uh, but but it's it's all done in such a way that it's very believable, too. And I don't think we talked to like a lot about that during the podcast itself, but now we're getting to the actual ratings and it's time to mention it. So yeah, eight and a half for me. Mark. I gave it a six and a half, and this movie is really hard to talk about. I'm actually totally in agreement with Jake's score. This is we say this all the time, and I legitimately struggle with this one. This is a hard movie to review as far as story goes. It's a hard movie to review. It's at its core, at a high level, which is I think is what Jake was kind of talking about. Great execution, but as a first-time viewer, I didn't really get that this was doing that type of wink at the audience type of analysis. And I think if I had uh, I gone when I go back and look at this, that'll probably come up and I'll appreciate it a little bit more. But as it stands, what I saw last night was it's kind of cumbersome, it's a little unwieldy, and there's a bunch of parts of it that like could easily be tightened up quite a bit. So it's a good story overall, but it's just like it's not delivered in the right package it's like when you get an amazon you ordered like one book on amazon and it comes in a box that's like super huge one foot by three (laughs) feet and you're like well this is unnecessary with like seven things of the air bubble thing yeah exactly that's what this movie is as far as uh i'm interested to see what's gonna happen now yeah because we're moving on to world building and immersion and look i tilted this up significantly i gave it an eight yeah for world building and immersion and and for me it's that 
a movie this long should not be able to engross me like it does. But apart from the suicide scene, I am fucking in. I'm fucking in on this movie. I think I talked about earlier, like, how I really, really like the transition of the husband from just, like, general... I mean, he starts off, their their relationship is really good and seems really realistic, and then he's kind of a dickhead, and then it, but then it moves on to clearly he's doing some shit. And I love that transition. I think it's really believable, and I think it works really well. So I'm giving this movie an 8. It's strange that I, I am engrossed in this movie as I am, but it works really fucking well. I, I get it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jake. Okay, I gave it 5.5. All right. Significantly low. lower. I, I found this movie to be toying with boring. I already mentioned that. I this is What was your viewing setup for this movie? Uh the big the biggest TV I have with I now have a better sound setup than I did when I first moved in. I have a sound bar, but it's not five one like Mark. We're we'll get there. It's good. Okay. Lights lights dimmed Light, also. Okay. I mean, yeah. As good as I could possibly create in my current living situation. Sure. I think there are there are pros and cons, and that's why I'm ultimately putting it right on the line. It is, from a world-building standpoint, mostly taking place within this little apartment block. That's okay, because I think it helps with a bit of what we're doing with the psychological element of the movie. But at the same time, my immersion starts to go by the wayside because we just have so much time being spent with not a lot happening. Mark said it earlier in the episode when you were doing your whole plot synopsis thing where he was like, look, (laughs) after she gets pregnant, it's kind of like downhill slide. Okay. She has Satan's kid. Cool. Like there's a lot here that could have been cut a bit. And I get that some of it needs to be there for the necessary elements, the psychological part of the movie. Sure. Doesn't mean it doesn't pull me out. It really doesn't, so that's why I'm putting it right in the middle. All right, Mark? I lean more toward Jake on this one. I gave it a six, uh, which is actually a pretty high score for a movie of this era for me. Sound issues aside, I found this movie... The perfect balance for this movie was, like, I could check my phone infrequently. I could look and see what, like, the hockey score updates were, or, like, if CNN had a, you know, like a news blurb or something that popped up, some push notification or whatever. Sure. I, so I'd I'd look at my phone every once in a while and then get back to the movie and that was like the perfect balance. I wasn't fully engrossed. I wasn't sucked in. Where like I that's just a good didn't way to put care it. Yeah. What was happening around me? Yeah. But I also like was he like you know I checked my phone every once in a while, but then I was back in. Yeah, I like that. And that's 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 where I was for almost this, the entirety of this movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, scare factor is gonna be our third category. And it's it's an eight for scare factor for me too. Wow. This movie that's high. Freaks me the fuck out, and I, as much as I can, put myself in the shoes of this woman who does, like, everything she possibly can while also still being cognizant of the fact that, like, you're not always thinking at your peak while you're pregnant and still, like, okay, go on. Like, it's, it's, it's that psychological shit of, like, she's trying her hardest, but also, like, being oppressed in the way she's oppressed. She's, like, going along with what the people who are supposed to tell her what to do, tell her to do. Yeah, there's a conformity aspect. And it fucking gets in my fucking head, man. I feel like this is similar to the thing is misplaced, but no one's going to tell you it is thing to you. Maybe, but I also like... I think it is. And I go along with like... I really think it is. My wife, who I trust implicitly, if she's telling me to do shit and like stuff's not going great for me, I'm going to like... Like I'm experiencing medical shit. I'm going to do what she tells me to do. Okay. Because like I trust her, especially if I'm not operating at full capacity. Sure. And if she's fucking with me, that's 
I'm it's, I'm gonna it's gonna happen. Like it's yeah. gonna take me a lot to get the fuck out of that. It's freaky. Yeah. It's I don't like it. Wow. It freaks me the fuck out. Hmm. And she plays it really, really well. And I, I again I think the turn I think the turn worked better on me than it did either of you guys. Like I, I think it it's a That's accurate. I think it's a subtle build for me that, that then turns to holy shit, everything's obviously fucked. Um, I, I like the way the turn happens, but it's an eight for me. This is one of the scarier movies. Jake. I almost don't even know how to respond to this. Um, <laughs> I gave this a four. Score. I, I gave this a four. I almost went lower. No, I recognize this is personal. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, this is a subjective category, Jack. I went with four. I almost went lower. Um, not a lot going on here that's going to make me feel the frights. Just really not. I get the psychological aspect, and there's a bit of tension that you get throughout the movie that builds and builds and builds because of it. I appreciate that. I also think that what the story being told is giving me is the it it is a very bleak thing, and I can appreciate that for sure within this genre. Yeah, that's what this is. It's fairly bleak. And what you end up with at the end actually took away from me for a little bit because you had a weird sequence. Didn't fully understand some of the characterizations that were made. I just couldn't get behind it. So I think that every step of the way there was enough pulling me out of being quote unquote scared to really like give it that higher score that you're claiming it should get. So I, I don't know where it's going to differ a whole hell of a lot. That's like a big differentiator. That is a I don't know big differential. So yeah. Mark tiebreaker. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead with the fact that I feel like I punted on this category, but <laughs> I did end up closer to Jake. I gave it a five and a half, basically right down average. What this movie does right isn't the traditional feeling you get from scary movies. You're not scared. It's not really dread. But I do appreciate the movies that really expertly execute on paranoia. And as the like second and third act kind of hit, where you're just starting to hit get like you're just hitting all these speed bumps of like this is just fucking weird. Like that escalation, it takes a long time, but that escalation is really, really good in so far yep. as you're yep. you don't feel bad. You're not having that physiological reaction you do when you watch a lot of other horror movies. But like something is weird and wrong and you're a little bit worried about Rosemary, right? That's what this movie does, right? And to Jack's point, we hadn't talked about this. One of the best things this movie does is the ending. If we're tracing this back to like theatrical origins where comedies had happy endings and dramas had sad endings, and a lot of the reason why horror for a long time didn't take off was because people didn't like walking out of the horror or out of the theater watching a horror movie with a bad ending. Like this is one of this is a terrible in, like it's for about the as world, bad as this is the worst ending ever. Yeah. She's just like, well, my role as a mom, <laughs> I better I better mother Satan for the rest well, of the time. And also, like, I'm willing to murder. Oh, this was a nitpick. I should have brought it up. She's holding that knife the wrong fucking way. Forgot forgot about that little nitpick. But you got to stab. Uh, you got to stab like that. You can stab the other way though, and also then still punch and have the blade going not towards you. So it's it's all but whatever. Uh, she is so screwed because she's like wants to kill the baby but then is and wants to like i think clearly is walking towards the baby like i'm gonna fucking end this shit but then is i don't know deceived by satan's hypnosis or whatever satan's got going on like it's fucked satan's a deceiver you know 
I've heard that. Uh, so to sum it up, psychologically, there's a lot of depth to this movie. Paranoia is great, and the ending is something that like we should probably talk about more because it's a good literary device. But as far as what we normally talk about in this category, there's not a lot of dread. There's not a lot of actual scares. So I put it right in the average and effectively punted the ball away. <laughs> That's fair. Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. I'm giving it a five. Okay. It Weird has score. some good shit going on. I, I like a lot of the stuff it does, but that stuff is brought all the way down by the terrible ADR, by the yeah. mediocre transposition of just like two different scenes and one's a little bit transparent. That happens a lot. They use that device a lot. And then I don't know what to do with Roman Polanski being a giant asshole to actors. How the fuck could that possibly be in effects? Uh, because <laughs> it, you, yeah, you didn't include it in immersion. You didn't include it in overall. You didn't include it. It's, it's well, overall, I haven't gone to overall yet. yet. I haven't gone to overall yet. You stupid asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna double jeopardize it, is what you're saying? Yeah, that's what he's saying. <laughs> no, that's exactly what he's saying. But like we talked about it in The Exorcist too, like the the that the overall scene looks good. Okay, is good for effects, but that he fucked with the actors so Kay. hard. Yeah is rough to give it a lot of credit for. Sure. And ultimately, I think that a lot of these scenes look good, but he, I mean, he fucking gave Mia Farrow probably an eating disorder to make her look fucking terrifying when she's supposed to look sick. And she does. So, yes, it achieves the desired I, visual effect. I, But it's fucked. I feel, like you're, I feel like you're attributing things that happened later to the actual effect in the movie, and I don't know if that's fair. Okay, then it should be higher, because the effect in the movie looks good. Mia Farrow looks sick as shit. Yeah, she doesn't look great. Yeah. But it as it stands, you gave great. it a worse a, than average score. <laughs> and now yeah. Jake should give his score. Yeah, my score. Uh, the ADR <laughs> drags it down to okay, below that's average. Fair. That's, that's okay. a fair complaint. That's fair. I gave it a seven. Um, that's high. I don't know if that's high, actually. I ADR dragging it down be what it is. This movie does what it does and it looks good while doing. So there's not a ton that's going on that's whoa my god, we have visual effects and that's fine. The things that you mentioned like Mia Farrow, she looks sick as shit. Yes, she does. They've done great from a costuming makeup standpoint. There are things that we talked about during the podcast that frankly you would it would take the detail, Jack, that it would take so many viewings to get to the heart of some of the things that are happening and shown and put in the sets here. Yeah, I guess I put that in a I want I want to also comment on, because you didn't, the score. I fucking love the bass intro, this outro, lullaby score. score. It's this so good. This might be the best horror score. So it's hard for me to go lower here. I kind of want to go higher. But I'm not going to because you scared me with your weird bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to see what Mark does. <laughs> All right, Mark. What do you do? I gave it a six and a half. Okay. Right in the middle. No, he does nothing. Yay. Not right in the middle. I'm closer to Jake. Of me us. and Jake are kind of vibing tonight. But we're, yeah, we're not totally in tune. I, I incorporated a little bit of what Jack said. ADR is a problem. The audio design kind of sucks, but the actual like soundtrack and sound mixing of all of this is also really great. So that sort of balances out. A lot of this just comes down to like where you put the judicious lack thereof boundary. How high are you willing to give it credit for not showing something? It would be nice to go back in time and see like what they would have had to have done 
for the baby because it is kind of funny to go back and you look at it and she just like sees the baby and she has this reaction and that's like literally all you get no they show you they show you a half transparent devil face like floating <laughs> over the coffin for a little while uh, no they show that's the devil face of the devil when she they flash back to the beginning of the movie they don't show you the kid at all no they they show you what she sees as the kid briefly i disagree okay bat <laughs> i can go back and look <laughs> at it i I, mean, I can pull it up on amazon like right now it's not been that long since i've watched this thing they bat. they show you exactly the same face that you see at the beginning of the movie the rapist yeah, exactly. They the show incubus. you that again. The they incubus. don't show you the baby. The incubus. Because the incubus. it's the devil. It's the father and the son and the holy incubus. So wait, hold on. They show you the same face twice, and you're just somehow believing that the second face you see is the child's face? Yes, it's the devil. I'm not if they showed this. me Jack's God just, at the Jack's beginning, just an and then they showed me one. Jesus, there's holy trinities, Mark, and there's unholy trinities. I'm a religious scholar. With five <laughs> PhDs. Yeah. Listener, he has Minimum. no PhDs. Minimum. None. Zero PhD. <laughs> Minimum five PhDs oh, in religious studies. Oh, my God. Uh, I saw this... the Rugrats episode about Passover. That's, about twice you've referenced, that's twice you've referenced this. We need to move along. The effects in this movie are, are fine. It's mostly just as lack thereof. I gave it a six and a half. Overall is what we're talking about now. Yeah, it's a seven for me. Movies. Okay. Great. It's great. It's too long. No, it's about it's... Roman Polanski more. That's part of it. Okay. It's hard to give it above a seven. Okay. You didn't give and it you above didn't. a seven. You give <laughs> and you didn't. That's why I did. Therefore, I'm you a didn't. very smart man. I know. I know. I know. It's what did you give system. it? You son of a. Bitch. I also gave it a seven. Yeah. I feel like that's a little more in tune with the scores that I gave during I the think podcast. It might be the exact average of my scores. I don't know about that though. You don't know. I actually don't. You're yeah. correct. <laughs> there's only Good. there's actually literally no way to find out. <laughs> this movie isn't unmitigated classic it's obviously like we've talked about you're going a different direction yeah. <laughs> on the list on the list that we've discussed as being like this is one of the horror movies if you watch horror you should have seen this if you haven't do it now i agree to that but one thing that i will say is that i think this movie is more important than it is something that i enjoy i'll agree with that that's all i'm gonna say i'll absolutely agree with that Mark. Jake, your average was a 6.25, so you are tilting up a little bit. What was my average? And that's fine. I think that's fine. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot like that, huh? Your average was uh, 7. Hey, Jack so stumbled into it. I nailed it. He comes I in. I didn't stumble into it. I planned it perfectly. You didn't. You I didn't. planned it perfectly. I've looked perfectly. at you this whole time. You didn't. <laughs> uh, I, I went a little bit lower, but I think we're all on the same page. I gave it a 6.5. I mean, the issues with this one are that it's going to be hard to recommend just because it takes such a large chunk of time to watch sure there's a lot of unnecessary fat that could probably be cut off this thing but also like that's kind of what makes it lovable it is an unmitigated classic you know i mean as the saying goes it's yeah it's it's look it's an objectively good movie but it has its issues so i would land it on a six and a half that's fair yeah and i feel like we're all kind of on the same page we sure are Oh. Might be time to get the fuck out of here. Let's just do it. Let's, Let's just do, do it. it. Let's just do it. This has been episode number 121 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Wow. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. Those links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, 
Give this podcast a like, rating, review. Send it on over to somebody you know who might like horror. Believe it or not, that helps a ton, and we would greatly appreciate it. Okay, next week, we're going to be coming back at you with one of my picks. It's going to be my second pick. We're getting through these in a hurry, it feels like to me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it feels like the same pace we always It are. feels like a hurry. <laughs> okay. Time's a flat circle, Jake. It is a flat circle. We're watching Drag Me to Hell, and we're doing it oh, for next week. Which Drag Me to Hell? The newest Drag okay. Me to Hell. I don't the know Eli how to answer Roth that question. One. The Eli Roth one. Yeah. The one that you would be able to access most easily, I would venture a guess. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Baby, it's wetter down where it's wetter because that's the facts.